everybody. Welcome to That's What We Said. Today we have our guest that we love having on this podcast. Don't lie. I know. I have to lie so that you keep coming back. Oh, oh okay. Good point. Good point. Uh, if you guys have been listening to my podcast, then you know who that person is just by hearing his voice. I hope so. <laughs> we have Suresh back to talk about men's side of the world. What are we going to talk about today? Talk about toxic masculinity. What is toxic masculinity? So that air, that is societal norms on men, but norms that could be detrimental to the society and the people around them. So is it like norms that you're grown, you're taught when you're a kid or like just expectations? What does that mean? A lot of things. Yeah. So it's things taught to you by maybe your parents, society, brothers, just other men in general. Give me but, an example. Okay. So something that might be that we well, I would consider toxic is the idea that you have to be stronger, physically stronger than everyone. Mm. Otherwise, you're a loser. Otherwise, you're weak. So if, if you you're can't, puny. Yeah, if you can't physically dominate anyone or mm -hmm. man or anything, then... So how does that mentally affect you guys? Uh, it can... Also, just real quick, this doesn't... Some of those things won't refer to something where your job depends on that, such as an athlete or... Okay. A police officer, obviously you have to be able to dominate people. That's different. This is just everything. Police officers aren't supposed to dominate people. They're supposed to serve and protect. <laughs> I know, but they can't get beat up. <laughs> well, they have uh, a gun for that. <laughs> that's true. That's true. But, okay, okay just right, athletes. Right. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but this is just kind of general everyday society, uh, such as in school, workplace, uh, your relationships, your family. There are many things that people would and all this out. Uh, there are many things that can be considered toxic uh, toxic masculinity. So some things are what I described before is, you know, thinking that you have to be physically dominant over everyone. But another big thing is the emotional aspect of it. Mm -hmm. So we're taught by pretty much everyone that it's not okay to show your emotions to the man. Mm -hmm. um, more of your softer emotions. It's okay to show your anger. Mm -hmm. It's okay to show your rage. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's not okay to show maybe your... Why is it okay to show anger and rage? Does that make you more masculine? The uh, more rage yes. and anger you have? From the toxic masculine perspective, yes. The more rage and anger, that shows power. That shows control. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, or at least a perceived... A perception a of perception it. that. Mm -hmm. Really, that's no... It shows no control. You know, if you, you're literally losing control. Yeah. But it's perceived as you're Getting control. The louder your voice, the more control you have, pretty much, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm -hmm. We know a lot of people these days that just, you talk louder, that's how you win your argument. Mm -hmm. That's it, just be yeah. louder. What about people who sing louder than you and they don't know any of the words, but they think that they sang a song better than you because they don't know, <laughs> they're louder. That sounds like an insecurity in you, yeah. yeah. <laughs> not me. <laughs> oh, not you as someone you're asking yeah, about, yeah. someone, yes, <laughs> yes. Someone. Uh, yeah, no, no, that's awful, that's awful, yeah. <laughs> Okay, sorry, back back to loud. Yes, back to people being, being loud. loud. Yes. Okay. I think that's for women too. A lot of women do yeah. um, try to be look powerful because they have like more of a louder or more of an authoritative yes. voice. Right. You know, the bad thing though that helps with the toxic masculinity part is fortunately it's a little bit more accepted for men. Yeah. Than women. Like, there'll be a loud guy like, oh, he's just loud. Mm -hmm. But how are women proceed? She's a bitch. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. She's a nag. She's, She's controlling. controlling. Mm -hmm. um, it'll take a little, the guy's got a little more leeway. He can be looked at like that eventually, mm -hmm. but he's got a lot, a longer leash. Right. For that. Do you think that's the same now, or do you think it's changing nowadays with our kids and our generation, our, our next generation of children? 
because I feel like, yeah, like in my generation, my parents' generation, that was something that, you know, you kind of put into your children, like, hey, you can't be puny. Hey, you, you know, have to have, you, and I think you become temperamental if you look at your family, right? Like if your dad or your mom are temperamental or loud or anger, you know, issues, then you're, you may get it. But if your parents are super chill, do you think you would still be angry? Like, I have um, anger issues? Well, those issues, no. You probably wouldn't have those particular issues, but then you can have the other things mm -hmm. that are toxic masculinity. So some of those things are your just a lack of uh, emotion showing. So even if you got chill parents, maybe you have a father that uh, just doesn't show emotion. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, that's frowned many, upon. Many guys are unemotional. Yeah. Like, a lot. Almost all. Right. Yeah, yeah. Guys are, like, they don't show emotion at all. Including me. I'm just a complete robot. Yeah, why is that? Yeah. Like, do you guys, were you guys like that when you're younger, or do you become like that as you get older, or, like, your experiences? That's always, because I will tell you, like, I do gravitate a lot towards the unemotional men. Why is that? Uh, okay, that's a whole other podcast. Yeah. <laughs> we're not time for that. Yeah, that's a, that's a whole new podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but, like, no, but there, and, and then I, and I do actually think about, like, why are guys so unemotional? But I guess it's ingrained in it you is to ingrained. be that way. Yeah. When you show too much emotion, you can be um, perceived as flamboyant, you know, and that's got a negative, mm -hmm. unfortunately, has a negative connotation. Mm -hmm. Or you can be perceived as weak. Mm -hmm. Oh, he cries, you know, he's crying about everything, but maybe he doesn't cry about mm -hmm. it. He just cries about the things you're supposed to cry about. Mm -hmm. Um it's just, you know, it's looked at as a feminine, you know, those things are looked at as mm -hmm. feminine features. Mm -hmm. And if you have a, a quote, feminine feature, you suck. So, okay. So I've noticed like in when my friends have children, like a boy, um, the dad, usually it's the dad. The dad's like, no, don't cry. You're going to be, you know, worse if you cry, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But then there's no other way for a child, of a, like a little boy to show emotion except anger, right? Because if yeah. you can't cry... What's the opposite? You get angry, yep. and what, how do you how do you release your emotions? Mm -hmm. It's either you cry it out, or you're you know get angry and scream it out, right? right. And I I think that's why because I've noticed like you know even in like my family or you know friends I've noticed like little boys their parent their dads or parents are like, don't cry, you know, with just what you're saying about you know masculinity. And then I noticed that later in life, they're very angry and they're trying to get their emotions out. And I'm like, this is because your parents didn't let you cry. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that the things that happen when you're a kid, I mean, it affects you all the way about. Those so things then, are so harder, more harder to overcome. So then, not to tell people how to raise their children, but would you rather have a son that cries and lets his emotion out or holds his emotion back and lets it out a different way? Yeah, and it can explode one day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so then just let him have his emotion, right? Yeah. Don't control his emotions. Actually, I, so a lot of people know me, you know, would say, oh, man, Suresh, you're pretty laid back. You know, you let things roll off your back sometimes. Uh, so I used to do that my whole life. Unfortunately, there was a very negative effect in that mm -hmm. when I started getting into my, you know, some of my unsuccessful relationships. Mm -hmm. Things would be held in, and I would learn to hold it in. It's like, oh, you're supposed to do that. That's what you need to do. That's a cool guy. Mm -hmm. You know, you hold it in. But one day, explosion. What was your explosion? Oh, uh, just like anger. anger. Oh, yeah, anger, screaming, yelling, oh, things you don't associate with. Yeah, yeah, but generally, yeah. yeah. it happens. It happens. Yeah, it's you happened. have to let it out somehow. Yeah, you got to let it out somehow. I learned over time, um, not saying scream all the time, but if you, you know, voice yeah. your opinions, yeah. voice what is troubling you, and then, then it doesn't build up. Then do you think overly sensitive people who have been um, told or 
taught not to show emotion are more angrier. That's hard to say. I feel like that could be, but not a professional because can if, say. Because I'm telling you, I'm pretty sensitive. I can't, I can't tell you like what guys would be doing, but for for me, okay. like I'm pretty sensitive, and I cr- I used to cry at everything because I was just an emotional person. Yeah, yeah. I would watch a movie and I'd start crying, right? Um, but then, like when I was younger, like you know, I used to get made fun of for crying. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. you cry all the time. You're a big crybaby, crybaby, right. crybaby. So I started holding back my tears and I started trying to absorb my emotion. Yeah. But then I did notice that I was more angry because I wasn't oh, able to cry, okay. yeah. but there was no other way for me to release my feelings. So I would scream them out. And so then I became an angry person. Right. So now I have to go back to crying, you guys. Yeah, just go back to crying. <laughs> or you can cry. You can do the angry cry. Yeah, that works. Too. Actually, but like when I'm upset, I cry. I do, yeah. Yeah, or if I'm mad, I cry. I cry it out. Okay. Oh, you're back to crying. I'm. Crying I, I try. Yeah. Okay. For the longest time, I haven't yelled at anybody. Okay. I would love to yell at people, but I haven't. Okay. I can see the smoke coming out of your ears right now. Yeah. It takes me a long time to get there now, but when I, if I am, if I cry it out and I'm still like pissed, then the angry part will come out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Me these days, I if I do feel angry, I'll just say what I need to say with just a stern voice. When it needs when it mm-hmm. needs to be said instead of holding it in and that yeah. pretty much I can be actually very mean. Really? Yeah, I get re- yeah, I get really spoiler mean. alert. I get really mean. Like I will just say things on my it's because I think for a long time I hold back right from saying anything because I know myself. The minute I get pissed, I'll just say things without filtering. Yeah, and then it's gonna affect everybody, right? So I try to hold back, but the minute I'm pissed, I just I just turn like. I don't know, something happens and I go numb and I can't hear myself or see myself and I just spew. Ooh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Very rare. It's like an earthquake in California. Yeah. Just very, very rare. You have to yeah. trigger me. Okay. So masculinity. Okay. So then what else? Um, so holding back your tears, being, you know, don't, you know, have to be like um, able to be like a bigger person, like more like a masculine person. What else is right. there for toxic? Oh, another toxic idea is you got to have sex with a lot of girls. That's not true. Yeah, that's a, that is a thing. Who tells you that? Your dad's not going to be like, boy. Especially no, an Indian dad. Oh, no. I'm not saying this comes, not all this stuff comes from a family. In fact, a lot of it probably it's doesn't nice. come from, more More of the things that probably come from our family yeah. are, are from our parents or maybe our dads or things like the financial things uh-huh. or you got to be a provider yeah, or you yeah. suck or all, all this and that. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> as far as that stuff. You suck if you're not a provider. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, you still have to be one, but yeah. there's different ways to go yeah. about it. Yeah. So. No, that comes more from just school and peer pressure, television, uh, just the perception that if you don't have a lot of sex, or at least some sex, you're a loser. Mm-hmm. And it's, you can't that's be a 40 year old virgin. No, it can't be a 40 year old virgin, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. One of my favorite movies, yeah. but obviously, was he perceived as? Perceived as a loser until he had sex. And now, okay, are they perceived as a loser because girls won't have sex with them, or because they haven't had sex? Both. It's both. Okay. Okay, because I'm thinking like I think you know a lot of a lot of I will say a lot of Indian guys are delayed, right? They sure they yeah. used to be delayed. They didn't have sex till college, after college, whatever, right? Do you think that also affects a guy when in your timeline you start having sex? Uh, it could. Uh, well, some of the things. Well, I think that's probably different topic in that particular. But as far as if. Actually, let's stick with Indian guys. Okay. If we go and we end up with friends that are of different ethnicities, mm-hmm. where that's more the norm, mm-hmm. 
yeah, we can feel a little lack of confidence now around like mm-hmm. white guys or Latino guys. Mm-hmm. White guys are just, you know, they didn't have that, or at least when I feel they had that familial block mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. on it that it was frowned upon. You know, we, now us jumping into that situation, we feel we're behind the eight ball now. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, we have just all other Indian friends that are in the same situation. It doesn't matter. But. So then do you catch up? Because I, I do know a lot of guys that are like Indian. They did start late and then like in their late 20s 30s they start like trying to catch up and then yep. they become more emotionally unavailable because they're yes. trying to catch up and that's their goal they're trying to do that so, yeah exactly they're trying to catch up like oh now i have the means to do that now i can do that and they have the confidence they, they have, have the confidence the, all that you know, stuff you know, and swagger. they still have that idea though that that's part it, you know it won't be in the forefront it's just kind of in the back of your head mm-hmm. that that's what i need to do to be a masculine guy i want to be a masculine guy so i gotta just rack up rack up the ladies Okay, so, but I know that's a psychological thing for you guys to feel masculine, but, like, what is, what is the whole, like, realism behind it? Like, what's realistic about it? Like, okay, I'm going to sleep with 100 girls and that's going to make me feel better, or I'm going to be at the range that all the, you know, non-Indians are at? Like, what is the, the thought process, like, of catching up? I think a lot of it is just your own confidence, too, from a guy's perspective. We feel, again, we feel we are, you know, low value if you're someone that, is it can't have sex with a lot of girls. Oh, I mean, that's, yeah, that's kind of a separate thing. Yeah, you, of course you want experience too, but I think from at least this topic, this perspective, it's more from just being able to do it and being someone that, that can do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but you guys aren't going to discuss your numbers. You're not going to be like, dude, I totally slept with like 400 girls. You uh, guys don't really compare numbers, sometime, do you? Some, uh, so, dep- depends on the group of guys. that's disgusting, first of all. No woman is going to be like, oh, you're amazing because you slept with 400 women. Yeah. No woman is going to say that. So it oh, has no, to we be don't man dis- to man. We don't discuss it with women. Yeah. Yes, we discuss it. That would be something discussed man to man. So if you went over to a guy and, he, and the guy's like, whatever, your friend is like, and you say, hey, you know, like, yeah, in the last two months I slept with. 15 girls he's gonna kudos you sure yeah he probably would yeah it depends again now, depends is on it because you were able to get 15 girls to sleep with you or the fact that you slept with 15 girls uh just both basically okay. yeah both okay so i guess i can see where your security comes in when a guy's right. like dude you were able to get 15 girls to right. sleep with you that's like hard and that would be a toxic masculinity relationship okay right that would be as opposed to <laughs> my perception <laughs> Like, if a guy for me, yeah, dude, if I slept with 15 girls the last two months, I would actually just get exhausted hearing about that. Like, oh, How? Man, really? How? What are the logistics of that? Uh, did, did, did you... How'd you I mean, meet? How, yeah, how did it how, happen? What'd you is say? Is it two per night? I, I don't know how that works. God, I need to go to sleep. I need a nap just hearing about that. Yeah, that, uh, yeah it's just that, you know, that's, a lot of that stuff fuels the fire. So that's, again, one aspect. So uh, how does it make it toxic, though? How is what? How does it make it toxic? You said that's part of tax. Oh, the toxic is the way that is, you know, given a kudos for oh. only that fact. Okay. Only that fact I slept with a bunch of women. And good for you. Good for you. That's encouraging. So yeah. why why would I stop? Well, how is that going to hurt you as a, is that just going to make you a bad boyfriend in the future? Like, how does that affect you? Oh, so how does that make it toxic? Okay, well, I mean, I would think, let's, let's use a number, let's use a more realistic number. Let's say... Okay, four girls in a month. Okay. That's possible. One a guy a guy is really into it, goes out once a weekend, gets laid once a once a weekend per month. So that's every weekend. Yeah. Every month. weekend per month. Alright. Alright, let's say it can be done, right? Mm-hmm. So what are the possible consequences of that when you're just trying to get things under your belt? Well the consequences are you are constantly moving from woman to woman, so you don't know how to be in a stable relationship. Okay. Um 
not all the women you sleep with, but when you get to a certain number, there are some women there that you were hurting because maybe they wanted something more. So now you're hurting other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you know, who knows you can catch something. You're not being safe. Mm-hmm. You're not focusing on not what you focus- really want. Yeah, you're not focusing on what you really want. You're not, yeah, you're only focusing on getting sex. You're not focusing on what you want to find in a woman down the line that can maybe truly make you happy. I mean, you might not know that. But then yet. does that mean, is that, is that whole, is that the whole like Peter Pan syndrome or is that the whole like, I'm not ready to settle down or be in a serious relationship because you continuously want to have sex with random girls or you're just unemotionally unavailable because you've been ha- you were able to get some booty. It's com- I think it's a combination. Yeah. Yeah, it can vary. It can vary from person to person. Yeah, they if you know maybe someone who got a late start feels oh wow this is I'm, I'm really on a roll they may not want to stop it you know it's mm-hmm. like oh, settle down now. But then right they're afraid that they the won't role. get other booty. Yeah, right? yeah, it's always is that missing a huge out. Fear? Okay. It's always missing out. Yeah, um, the fear of missing out on booty. Yeah, fear of missing out on booty. Yeah, it's a real thing. One booty for the rest of your life. Yeah. Uh, it better be yeah. nice. <laughs> better be. Better be. This is why I take bootylicious <laughs> classes, you guys. <laughs> wow, that should be their tagline. Bootylicious. One booty for the rest of your life. Yeah. Make it this one. <laughs> there you go. Um, okay, so so how is all of this like toxic toxic masculinity that you're saying affect a marriage or affect you know, how you treat your children or like, do you have to kind of self-evaluate? Like I shouldn't be telling my kid not to cry or I should now settle down because I want one booty for the rest of my life. I no longer want the four a month kind of situation. Right. Like, is it a, is it a kind of like a, a switch in your mind that goes off at a certain age? Like what happens? Uh, well, the, I guess it depends on your, what you go through your whole life. There may not be a switch, mm-hmm. you know, because there's a lot of learned things you need to unlearn. Mm-hmm. Um, so it can affect your family life. And that, again, if, if you're someone who feels like you always have to show domination, I mean, it could lead to, you know, abusing your wife, right? Mm-hmm. Abusing your children. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe even abusing siblings. But then is that an insecurity? That is... Could be. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the insecurity comes from, oh, I have to show this dominance because, you know, again, just I'll just say society says this is what, you know, being masculine is and mm-hmm. I need to be in control all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, another thing is just you know, separate from that part, just we're taught that we have to be in control all the time. Mm -hmm. So when a lot of men don't know, at work too, they don't know when to ask for help. Mm -hmm. I have to do everything myself because that's what I learned. If I ask for help, I'm going to look weak. Mm -hmm. And you know, that's detrimental to a family system, right? Mm -hmm. It's detrimental to a team. Mm -hmm. It's it's detrimental to friend uh, circles of friends. So then, okay, so guys generally are unemotional, right? Because they're taught not to be emotional or whatever, right? Yeah, well, let's, for this argument, we'll generalize that. Okay. We'll say, yeah. Okay, so what happens when, like, guys in a younger age, they say, I love you? That's being vulnerable, and that's saying something that to is. somebody. Yeah. And showing emotion. It is, yeah. Right? So do they actually mean it, or is it just a word, or is it so confusion? Like, what can it be? Uh, I think if a, at a young age, let's say 25 or something. Yeah, I think, I think kids... I think guys yeah. say 25 in their first or second relationship. What well, is it, 20s? I mean, that could be a combination of things. That just could be, you know, they don't really know what love is yet. And, oh, mm-hmm. I love you. Yeah. yeah. Um, they just Usually happens during the bedtime. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, right. Yeah, I exactly. Don't know. I don't know. Yeah, after that, <laughs> after she did that move, I love you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so that's a hard thing to say. I, I don't... It's a huge... Yeah. You know, I, I never... If you've listened to any of my episodes in the past, it's very hard for me to say that word. Like, very yeah. hard. Yeah, I think in general, we are 
So a lot. So some advice I always hear from you know from guy, again, not mm-hmm. not parents or anything, but mm-hmm. from guys growing up, it's like, oh no, don't ever say the L word first. Mm-hmm. We're taught to we're taught to not say the L word. See, we're told you're that told not to say, to say the L word first. So no one's gonna say the L word. But guys always say the L word first. They but always we're told say the not L word. to. But some you know. Are you told not to say it? Like when we're told told advice from you know older guys or really? whatever. Yeah, we're told. Yeah, no. Because men generally always say it first, and then women's like, oh okay. Oh, if it's me, I'm like, oh okay. I think I love you too. I think. I think sometimes guys, when, you know, believe it or not, you know, we're generally not, you know, taught to be not emotional, but when we're in a really, a relationship where we really, really, um, like, like things are really clicking. Yeah. Like, you know, for a a decent period of time. Yeah. No, guys, guys will stay. They'll they'll say it. They'll say it. They'll say it. Yeah. I I don't know. I don't, it's a huge thing for men and women. Some women, it's easy for them. People like me, it's not very easy for me to say it. Right. Um, but I always wait for the guy to say it, and it usually takes forever. Yeah. What the yeah. hell's wrong with you guys? I'm very loving. <laughs> yeah, especially when you say that, right? What's wrong with you? I'm so loving. I know yes. you love me. Right? <laughs> Just say the words. Damn. I've been crying and yelling at you at the same time. Why don't you love this? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Um, no, it, I think I think that's a vulnerability, and I know men yeah. are taught not to be vulnerable. Not to be vulnerable. Um, and women are the more vulnerable sex, right? They're, we're, we're more loving, caretaking. We're more like, oh, you know, like, also, a lot of people take love and like, like, infatuation, all that to be one, right? Like, what is really love? And that's a whole different right. podcast. That's all, yeah. But, um, but that's a vulnerability. It's a huge vulnerability. So yeah. if men are taught not to be vulnerable and you do say, I love you, is that lowering your vulnerability or is it just words? Uh, no, so lowering your vulnerability. Or is it just to get laid? Yeah, that's a big thing too. That's, uh, I think that could even be a whole other topic too. Yeah. Yeah, that's just uh, being... I think when you're younger, maybe that thought process is... Maybe I don't know. Like yeah. I think you know, it's more likely to be happen when you're younger. Yeah. yeah, I think when you're older, you start to understand what you really want and what you yeah. mature up a little bit. And you're like, okay, I'm not gonna say the L word because I know in the past that has stung me in the ass yeah. many times by saying it too yeah. soon. I mean, a 50 year old guy saying that to get laid that's that's pretty that's shitty. Sad. That's pretty shitty. Yeah, but like an 18 year old guy doing that, it's gonna happen. You know, They're just trying to happen. find themselves. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. All right. So then, what advice would you have for our listeners to like? Stop this toxic masculinity. How do you flip that switch off that you've been taught your whole life to, hey, sleep with all these women. Hey, you know, like, be the best. Ask, don't ask for help. Don't say the L word first. Get, you know, like, how do you, how it's do you flip it? Difficult. It's difficult. It's difficult to flip it when you've been taught things your whole life. Mm-hmm. And you're almost living your life on these values yeah. that you've been taught. But the only thing I can think of, in my opinion, healthily masculine. Mm-hmm is someone that it's okay it's uh they feel it's okay to be vulnerable mm-hmm. not saying you have to do 24 7 be vulnerable at everything no everyone but mm-hmm. when it needs to be done be vulnerable it's okay uh it's okay to cry mm-hmm. when even moment, in front of your girl when the moment calls for it absolutely in front of anyone anyone yeah your parents yeah. your girlfriend your kids yeah um even co-workers if the moment calls for it. Yeah. You know, don't show up to work. Do I have to do that project? <laughs> I'll tell you, like, every guy I've been with has cried with me. Okay. Well, that's So good. I make people cry, so that's okay. that's my thing. Was yeah. it because you're yelling at them, though? <laughs> no, it's, I think, more emotional, yeah, like, yeah. out of, you know, it's usually when we're breaking up. Ah, oh, right. Generally, yeah. generally, generally. It's like when we're breaking up, they're actually crying, and I'm not crying generally not most crying. of the time. Yeah. Um... Yeah, but you're stone cold, man. Stone cold. <laughs> I don't know. I just sometimes I can't cry in front of guys. It's just this thing I have. I don't like. It's it's my it's my female talk. Um, yeah, you, you don't want to show your vulnerability. Yeah, yeah, thing where like I don't want right. to show my vulnerability either. 
And um, so, but, but when a guy does cry, I do feel like, okay, there is feeling for me there, yeah, there right? Is, because yeah. for, so for, for women, we need to, besides just being told I love you or bring me flowers on my birthday or, you know, small little things. Yeah, those are great. But there's this connection of emotion connection that we sometimes lack. And we question, like, does he still love me? And that's why we kind of get crazy, too. Like, right. does he still love me? Are we okay? Is he mad at me? Is he okay? Yeah. Like, are we doing good? And the guy's like, yeah, we're fine. Why are you bugging me about that kind and of stuff? And he doesn't have to be necessarily be crying about something that has to do with you. Yeah. It's just another situation yeah. that he feels comfortable crying around you. Right. That's that's okay, too. But, that's a but, uh, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I think for women, it's okay... Unless you cry every other day, then we're going to be like... Yeah. Again, when is appropriate? Yeah. When it calls Yeah. It. Like, don't cry every day. Don't think yeah. that's good for either a man or a right. woman. Right. That's not good in any, that's for not anyone. Good that's not a good all. look in anyone. Yeah. But I think, like, once in a while, if you show an emotion, then women also feel closer to you because yeah. they're like, okay, there is emotion there. There is somebody who does really love me. He must really love me because right. he's crying Right. I'm about to break up with him. It's not so guarded. Because <laughs> yeah. that's a complaint a lot of women have, man. They're so guarded. I don't yeah. know what he's Like you're so stone cold. Thinking, yeah. You have a wall around your heart. Most of the time we're not thinking this really what it is. But. Yeah. Yeah. I think, and that's the thing, women are overthinkers, men aren't. Yeah. Right? But you've also been taught to kind of hide emotions. So now what happens is not that you're hiding your emotions. You're not even thinking about those yeah. emotions. Yep. Exactly. Right? Oh, so another think... few points. Uh, I feel being, you know, being a you know, healthy masculine, uh, you can, you know, it's okay to be physically strong. Strong everyone, but why you're being strong? It's not to dominate people; it's to help the people around you. What does that mean? It's oh, uh, you know, you want to be like you're gonna spot me or something. Yeah, you want to spot me and working out. Yeah, you know, you gotta be there for your friends, or you know, if you do have a family, you know, you want to be able to do stuff around the house. So it's a, it's more of a mental thing. Like I think a guy protects his family by the mass of his body too. Like he's like, oh, the bigger I am, the stronger I am. I can protect yeah. my family more. Sure, right? sure, if yeah. there's a burglar, I can yeah. hit him with a bat on the head, right? I don't know. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. I mean, there are other ways, obviously, to do it. Oh, and also be, you know, it's good to be financially stable. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, just be secure in yourself. Uh, don't suppress your emotions, but just you have to understand them. You have to understand them and know how to deal with them. I think that yeah. part takes a long time for a guy to understand your emotion and how yeah. to express them. And I think that is when maturity comes in and when they realize it's okay to have emotions right. because you've been taught your whole life not to have emotions. But then that does affect a relationship for a really long time. Yeah. Right? Like if you've been in a relationship for like five years with somebody and then you're not, you're non-emotional, you're not showing it. It doesn't mean you don't love someone or you don't like someone or anything. But like once you mature up, I think, and you're like, okay, it's okay for me to have these emotions. Then there's like this closeness that you grow into too, right? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So do you, would you say they're toxic or they're just how, how girls are pink and boys are blue like that's just the colors they always choose it's just a natural thing well, those colors i don't know maybe those colors are taught to us too you know i did an experiment on that and i feel like sometimes yes but like when my niece was a baby we didn't buy her anything pink and now she's the biggest princess pink lover pink in the everything. world yeah yeah and we didn't teach her to be that way. She just gravitated to that. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So I think it's also inherent a little bit. I think so, yeah. There's there, there are definitely natural differences. There yeah. There are definitely natural differences. So I think, like, even if a kid's not taught, even if maybe if it's a kid that's taught to cry whenever you want. Like, if I tell my son, yeah. if you want to cry, I don't have a son, but if I do one day, uh, cry, let your emotions out, do whatever you need to to get it out, I think he will probably himself not cry. Yeah, maybe. And nobody will have to tell him not to. I think it's yeah. just a lot of it's inherent. Some of it is, yeah. Some right? of it is. And, the, you know, 
sometimes inherent because they just see what's going on around them yeah. with the male and the female figures. Mm -hmm. And they're just learning by watching osmosis. Maybe. Yeah. And, and I'll tell you one thing. My brother's going to kick my butt if you ever heard this. Ooh, but okay. my brother was the biggest crybaby in the whole world. Oh, damn. Every time he would cry about everything. And we'd be like, <laughs> oh, here we go. Turn the radio on. We always mess with him, right? Oh, man. He is the biggest crybaby in the world. Wow. And, um, Good thing he doesn't listen. <laughs> he doesn't listen to my podcast. Um, then I think after a certain age, I think after he turned like 15 or 16, okay. he just stopped being emotional. Like, I mean, he didn't cry at 15, 16, yeah. but his emotional level became completely like different. And one day I asked him, I'm like, hey, how come you never cry anymore? You were such a big ass cry baby when you were a kid. Like, why don't you cry anymore? Mm -hmm. And he's like, I just can't cry. I just can't get myself to cry. He ran out. He ran out of he tears. He ran out of tears. I mean, even like the saddest thing will happen and he'll get emotional. Maybe one tear from his duck will fall out. But he just said one day, he just said it just turned on me. Like I just couldn't cry anymore. I'm actually the same way. Oh. It's very difficult for me to cry. Yeah. The most emotional thing can happen. Uh, and I feel like garbage inside. And I feel very heavy. But uh, for some reason, I... A lot of times it doesn't manifest into crying. And then what does it manifest into? Uh, no, just uh, very sad feelings. I mean, I'll... I'll How do you get them out? Really, uh, I, I, I don't know. I just don't cry. Hmm. I mean, I don't feel... I feel you comfortable feel... showing that I'm sad. I feel comfortable telling people I'm sad. Uh, I don't feel uncomfortable being sad around people. But for some reason, it just doesn't turn... It doesn't turn into crying. Last, hmm. I, last time I cried, I, I think the last time I cried was sometime in 2014. It's a long time ago. Yeah. It was it because of me? <laughs> That's yeah, last week. It's all, oh well, then it's last week. Then last me. week. Then actually, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. always about me. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. Just kidding. Awesome. Well, thank you for sharing um, all that perspective on men, and now maybe we can find, maybe see how we can get a guy to be vulnerable with us, knowing that he's been taught his whole life not to be vulnerable. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's doable. Yeah. You guys see one guy out there can do it. How do you tell a guy to be vulnerable with you? How do tell you be vulnerable? Like, uh, yo, bro, be vulnerable. Be vulnerable. Boom. Yeah, that's it. Would that's you like to go. cry on my chest? Yeah. Ooh, that'll do it. Yo, yo, we're going to go shoot some hoops, and then you're going to cry on my chest. Yes. All right? Put yeah. your head on my chest and cry it out. <laughs> <laughs> While we're watching Fast and Furious. Yes, yes. yes. I think that's <laughs> Exactly. exactly. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks, Suresh. Thanks for joining us for our podcast again. Hey, thanks again. Yeah. Nice having you. Bye, everyone. Till next time. Bye.